just get you get a lot of hands-on experience in this program that a lot of a lot of other places wouldn't offer so when you get into the workforce or in the real world you have this experience that no one expected you to have so your opinion and your ideas can be taken a little more seriously You are listening to the UND Greyhound Guide, the only show of its kind where we highlight the sport management program at the University of Indianapolis located in the amateur sports capital of the world. This content will help listeners better understand both our graduate and undergraduate courses through the voices of students, alumni, and even professors. These conversations provide an insight that you can't get from visiting a website or touring a campus. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at UND Sport MGT to learn more. On today's episode, we will be talking with Alec Rohr, who is currently enrolled in the master's program. Alec, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell the people what you've been up to lately. Hi, my name is Alec Rohr. I'm in my second year of the master's program here at UND in sport management. I also graduated from UND with my bachelor's in sports management back in December of 2017. I currently serve as the sports information graduate assistant here for UND Athletics, serving as a primary uh, media contact for men's and women's soccer, women's basketball, and baseball. Um, that that usually entails, uh, you know, setting up interviews and other media requests, whether it be with newspapers, uh, TV, and radio outlets. Um, Writing, writing the recaps for UNDAthletics.com as well as any kind of social media content you see from UND Athletics as far as Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. So you did your undergraduate at UND, and you graduated in three and a half years. Is that right? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, so why did you choose UND in the first place? I chose UND. Um, I grew up in a very, very small town, uh, Seymour, Indiana. I was looking for kind of a uh, big city, big city experience kind of to, you know, get out of my town of 20,000 people. So um, I had always done sports. I was, I swam for 10 years. I played basketball and football and baseball as well. So I always wanted to do something in sports. Uh, UND, UND offered uh, excellent program. For me, as far as, you know, being able to get out in the city, uh, work in sports, um, it came down. My my final two were UND and Ball State, my friend, or a senior year of high school. Um, it kind of just came down to, you know, UND, you're in the city of Indianapolis, plenty of opportunities to, uh, throughout the city to work and do different things in sports as far as, you know, college or professional uh, I didn't get that same kind of feeling from Muncie being out you know north northeast Indiana um, not as many opportunities as far as professional big events so I kind of wanted to get out and get as much experience as I can when I was coming into UND they really they were really selling us on um, the school of help work in the uh, Super Bowl years before so we got to see a lot of the experience uh, the students and professors had with that so that was kind of a really big selling point for me as far as coming here so touching on like the size of it what did you think of the the class sizes at UND the class sizes at UND were 
they were pretty much similar to what I was used to in high school. Um, high school, you know, the gen- general classes that I took were, you know, 20, 30 people. So UND, you know, the sport management classes were smaller than that. So you had a lot of uh, interactions with professors and getting to know getting to know the other students very, very well over the course of four years. So, you know, the, the size of the classes was uh, really big for me because I wanted to, help, you know, create that uh, relationship with professors to where I could, you know, go to them if I needed help, you know, whether professionally or advice, whether what to do with school and stuff like that. As far as the campus, um, I lived on campus my first year and then I lived off campus, but, you know, how, how close everything is on campus now with the Health Pavilion being right across the street from, you know, Ruth Lilly and Nickerson and where, you t- where we typically had our classes. Um, just just the proximity of everything and, you know, walking distance, you know, nice day doesn't get much better than just walking across campus on a nice sunny day. So the size of the school was, um, it was bigger than my high school, but at the same time it felt like I had a very, very good chance to, you know, get a, to make a good connection with other students as well as my professors and faculty. Yeah. So you just kind of touched on it there talking about the relationship with professors and stuff. Um, so throughout your undergrad and graduate, how would you say that works like with your professors? Are they available and open to talking after class and things like that? The professors were always, always available to talk to us, whether it be after class or if you wanted to set up a meeting with them, you know, before class, you know, in the coming days or just another time as far as office hours. They were always, always available and willing to talk. Um, I always, you know, met with Dr. Van Sickle once a semester to kind of talk about not only what was going on in uh, class and how my schoolwork was going, but she would also also always ask, you know, what am I thinking as far as career? Um I really didn't know till probably sophomore year or so what I wanted to do. She always, you know, always made sure that we know there are plenty of options in sports as far as what to get into. Um, so she would always just kind of talk and like ask our interests and then kind of make suggestions from there what we could look in, look into. And that was always really helpful. Um, grad, grad school has been the same thing. Dr. Dyson, you know, there's always five or six people talking to them after class about, you know, upcoming assignments or having questions about different things. So he's always taken that time as well as his associate professors as well. Um, they always more than happy to talk to people after class. Um, going into grad school, Dr. Van Sickle was actually one of the two professors I had write me a letter of recommendation to get into the program. Um, I had another another undergrad professor, um, Mr. Sype. He, he wrote oh, me does not get better than Mike's side. Uh, I always always make a point, made a point this past these past few years to go and talk to uh, him and his wife at the basketball games, just because um, I always knew that if I never if I ever needed anything, they were there for me. Yeah. So I remember, I think you were in the same class as me. It was one of Sipes' classes that he taught. Um, we took that field trip down to Lucas Oil Stadium and we toured yes. the locker room and things like that. Yes. Um, so are there any other like experiences that stick out with you, whether it be trips that we took or guest speakers that came to class? Yeah. So um, as far as guest speakers, freshman year in the intro to sports business, um, a lot of my old tweets have been coming across my phone, actually, from where we had to tweet out our questions. 
to our guest speakers. We had to, we all, we each had to tweet out a question for whoever was coming in using a certain hashtag, and we got credit for that. But they would also read off our tweets and answer those questions for us in class. So no one had the awkward, you know, raise their hand and asking a ton of questions. So that was that was unique. But we also had to think. There was plenty of guest speakers Dr. Bansicle brought in that year. She would have a guest speaker about every, oh, probably about once every month or so, if not more. Uh, plenty of guest speakers coming in. I remember um, my freshman year, I helped work in marketing for the Indiana Pacers. And one of our guest speakers was a guy that I had helped for a little bit, a few weeks prior. So um, talking with him, he was, he was, he wasn't expecting to see me in, in that class, but you know, having a good relationship with him was nice. But then also, you know, developing those relationships with others that came in, just talking to them about, you know, we're, they were they were sitting in our seats when they started out. They they were new to this. They didn't know what they wanted to do quite yet. But they were they were just, you know, they were looking at all their options. So they were they were really just, you know, we're in a great spot. We just need to continue to learn, get out, work different events to get ourselves experience. Um, other other assignments that were um, big were freshman year. We had to interview someone in the sports field, and I actually interviewed um, Jennifer Rogers, who's a UND alum. She's at the NCAA and working in media coordination and stats, um, and so she was one of my biggest influences and the reason I got into sports information, actually. She had worked in the sports info office in undergrad, and she recommended it to me just because it showed me a, it would show me a side of sports that I had never even thought about. Uh, I got passionate about it, and here I am, uh, five years, five or six years later, um, working in sports info still. So going out in the community and meeting with different people and asking them about their backgrounds is not only you know an assignment, but it's also a great time to network and get to know people, and then eventually have them as a resource, whether you need um, job recommendations or just someone to you know help guide you through a career. Uh, field trips, like you said, that a trip to Lucas Oil with Sipe was was uh, unique just because we got to see the underground of Lucas Oil and see the locker rooms and see everything that goes into game day as far as, you know, in the lo- in the locker room, up in the press box, just walking out on the field. That was that was insane. Uh, but then also we went to Banker's Life and we got to see the security side and different stuff of Banker's Life that, that made that really unique. And then we also went to like high schools to see stuff there. But um, other other places that, that I've been able to go and help work at since being here, um, I've worked at the NFL Combine for four years uh, for National Football Scouting. Audrey Schaefer, who's also a Neil alum, is helps run that runs that. Um, I met her after a uh, LP event here at school, and I told her what I was looking to go into, and she set me up with uh, Kevin Mitchell, who's now my career mentor. And I've worked the NFL Combine for four years there. So getting that experience, you know, one of the world's biggest stages for football is has been something that you get here or have the opportunity to get here that you wouldn't get at many other places. So you just talked about that unique experience of the Combine due to the connection with an alumni. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some ways that this program has benefited you or what are some of the skills that you've gotten that have prepared you for the workforce? Yeah, just the skills. I mean, the real world experience that you get, you don't, there's plenty of schools that offer, offer a similar program to UND, but they don't also have the 
um, real world experience that you can go outside of the classroom and put what you've learned into, you know, into real life or into work. And, and you can take what you learn in the real world and also bring it into the classroom as well. And that helps you when it comes to, you know, projects and everything like that. I've done plenty of events, whether, you know, my freshman year I helped do the men's final four. That was the year Kentucky was undefeated, uh, 38 no, and they came here. So they brought a lot of fans. Duke was also here. It was just, it was just a uh, huge event. But I mean, I've also worked Big Ten football championships, men's basketball tournaments, women's Final Four. Um, there's plenty of smaller events that I've done too. I worked like a diving championships one summer, um, NCAA D2 swimming and diving as well. That's one thing we got to work uh, closely with for grad school was help putting on the uh, D2 Swimming and Diving Championships last year here at the Natatorium downtown. Uh, you just get you get a lot of hands-on experience in this program that a lot, of, a lot of other places wouldn't offer. So when you get into the workforce or in the real world, you have this experience that no one expected you to have. So your opinion and your ideas can be taken a little more seriously or people see, all right, this person, they have, they have great ideas or they know what they're talking about. That makes you a trusted trusted person so other ideas or uh, problems come up or they need help you know they're coming to you asking your opinion what you would do what you think what's the pros and cons of everything so just stuff like that makes it um, a little more special you've talked a lot about the experiences across the board um being one of the few people that have done your undergrad at und and now you're in the graduate program a lot of high schoolers they think coming out of high school, like you don't really know what to expect, the difference between college and high school. And I think the same is said for undergraduate and graduate programs. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is the biggest difference between the sport management master's program and the undergraduate program? Just the array of people that, you know, people coming in undergraduate, they, you know, some of them think they want to do this program or want this kind of work, but then they find out, you know, sports, it's, working long hours or crazy hours or working weekends and nights constantly that turns them, turns them away. So in undergrad, you see a lot of people, you know, decide that they don't want to go into sport management and be an administrator administrator or anything like that. Um, but then when you get to grad school, you know, 15, 20 people who do, who are passionate about this, they've, they've put in their three or four years and now they want more to, you know, um, get, get more experience and, you know, better themselves for a better career in the future. They, they'll get that experience. Um, undergrad was a lot of, you know, putting in the work hours, the, you know, the volunteer hours, the projects and stuff like that. While grad school, we're tackling bigger, bigger things here. And what I mean by that is, you know, diving deep into whether it's, you know, running an event or setting up an event or just stuff like that. We're critical, critical thinking. We're thinking out different scenarios of what could go wrong and how we would go about, you know, making a scenario or fixing a scenario and making it right. My junior year, I was in the event man- applied event management class where we planned the Special Olympics basketball tournament here on campus. And so we did that. And that gave me a lot of experience as a co-tournament director that year. That gave me a lot of experience as far as, you know, setting up an event, running an event, and making sure everything goes goes well. Now, looking back after grad school and these past two years, 
um, there's a lot of things that I can look back and be like, well, we should have thought of this as far as, you know, upset parents or just different, different things that could have went wrong. We could have, you know, thought, thought things a little more through while we did a great job at the time. Um, it's just a lot of things that we dive deeper into now, as far as, you know, different legal things or just planning stuff out a little bit better. So before we let you go, I want to ask you one final question. If you were to give one piece of advice to whether it be an undergraduate or a high school senior that was interested in a sport management program, uh, what would you tell them? I would tell anybody who wants to go into sports that if you're afraid of working long hours or weekends or stuff like that, it's not for you. But if you find that, you know, you're passionate about what you want to do and get into, you have to put yourself out there. Um, you can't be shy. You can't be uh, not willing to, you know, sacrifice some Friday nights or Saturdays or Sundays. Um, the biggest thing that I've seen is, you know, people, they want to work in sports. They just, they, they don't think about what goes into making a game day. They just see, they see events like on TV and they're like, Oh yeah, it'd be so cool to work that, but they don't understand uh, all the work that goes into it. You got to think about that. And then, like I said, you got to put yourself out there, you know, signing up for these events. Yeah, that's kind of easy. You just have to say you'll do that and commit to some time. But when you get there, you have to, you know, meet the people that are putting on the event, talk with them, you know, find out what they did and what they like about their job, what they don't like and things that they would change. Um, just kind of make a name for yourself out there. You can't be, you can't be shy and not willing to, not willing to commit to it. You have to, you know, if you want to go out and work for, you know, a different organization, find something that you're interested in, go on a staff directory and just reach out to the person. The worst they can do is say, you know, no, I don't need any help. Thank you. Find another, find something else. Just, just keep finding, don't be afraid to try things. Just constantly, constantly, you know, try to get more experience doing Find what you're passionate about, make connections, and meet different people. That brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you, Alec, for sharing with us. Tune in next week for another episode of The Greyhound Guide. And continue to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at UND Sport MGT to learn more.